Artis Dozier is an 18-year industry veteran, owner of Hair Meets Art Salon, and the, and the owner of the Art of Hair Agency. And she's an educator at the Paul Mitchell School in Tyson's. Welcome back to the Hair Just a Strong Show. I'm your host, Robert, and I am here with Artis today. And we're going to hear all about her journey on how she got to where she is. How are you doing, Artis? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing so good. Thank you. And so thank you so much for coming on the show to share your story with us today. Thank you for having me. All right. Well, okay. So, um, so for those of you who don't know, Tyson's Corner is near, is like right, right outside of DC. And, uh, I visited there as a guest artist or guest speaker. And that's how I met Artis. And so we were talking about all kinds of stuff, uh, including the industry and the rising stylists. Uh, but I also got to learn a little bit about what Artis did. And I thought that there would be a great story to hear how you got to where you are. So. Uh, why don't we just start with, um, you know, why don't you tell us a little bit about your story? You could start from like, you know, how you got your license and then kind of move through the process of uh, owning a salon and, uh, and an agency, becoming educator, kind of whatever, however your story goes. Let's, we'd love to hear it. Okay, thank you. So I got my license in 2005. I actually got to take care of school in high school. So I actually had my cosmetology license before I had my diploma and it was a big back and forth with my mom because I knew I wanted to do hair. I come from four generations of hairstylists. So I already knew that's what I wanted to do. So I was like, well, mom, I have my license. Do I have to go back to school? And she said, yes, get your diploma and then you can go to work. So that was the big contention there. From there, I worked with a lot of corporate salons. Um, just because to get my feet wet, um, I definitely love working with corporate salons because you get the opportunity to learn and get education for free. So I did that for years. And in those salons, I worked myself up to like manager positions. And in the manager positions, that's when you go and do a lot of education. You learn a lot more, but then you have to come back and teach it to your stylist. And that's where I learned that I had a love for educating or sharing whatever I got so everyone can make money from it. But after seeing all that hard work for other salons and not bringing in that much money for myself, I was like, well, let's step out and do my own salon. So that's where Hair Meets Art came from. Um, actually, my husband made up that name before I even had my license. It was a play on Artiste, of course. Nice. And it just blossom there and then um i work with a lot of pageants i do a lot of television work movies so i am one person and i do have a family and i realize like this is very exciting but i can't handle all of the demand and that's how the agency was born i started bringing in my friends who are makeup hairdressers to come with me and do this work and now i can spend time with my family and still make money and they get an opportunity to broaden their you know bandwidth so you could say so it all just slowly worked here 18 years later i'm still truly honestly surprised that this is where i came from i went to school in pg county which is if you look it up it's not the best county but from that one class we have so many like great stylists now that are like worldwide just from that small school and we paid about 500 dollars for hair school so working what? at Tyson's, yes, working at Tyson's Corner, seeing how much the girls pay, 
and I only paid $500. And I'm like, guys, y'all got to really do some work because I only paid $500. You're investing a lot into this career. So take everything you can. That's why I love when you came because I feel like it helped the stylists or future professionals broaden their horizons. We're all on Instagram and we see everyone so successful instantly and they're making six figures. But I love the way you took time to break it down and how much, how long, how many days, because it takes hard work. There's no way to get to success without working hard. So I'm super grateful you gave me this platform to speak about that. Well, this thank you so much. Uh, so I... I want to kind of go go back real quick and just kind of get some clarity. All right, so you you uh, you went to school. Uh, you said yes. you did a program in high school, or no? You did. Yes, I okay. did it with my high school. Yes. Okay, so you did a program, and uh, and then you got out of high school when you you finished your schooling. You were doing hair. How long did it take you before you decided to open up your own salon? Uh, to be honest, probably about 10 years. I was actually afraid. I was so comfortable with someone buying my products, with someone bringing me in marketing and clients and a schedule. But one day I just, I feel like I worked super hard this last month and I was like, oh, I should make a great check. And my check came in and I was like, what in the world? <laughs> okay. it's it, That kind of sparked me to look a little further, but I was petrified. It took me about 10 years. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, that's good to hear. Uh, I feel like that's, um, that's probably what a lot of people have felt and thought. So what do you think it was about? Like, uh, what do you, what, what tipped it over the, over the edge? was it just that, you know, this one moment in time, was it like the straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak, when you got that paycheck after working really hard, uh, for that one period, or was there some sort of catalyst? Um, I definitely think it was a catalyst. I think that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Well, also just seeing how corporate salons, sometimes they're not personable. Um, me and my stylists were very personable, but with, you know, the owners or the powers that may be, they're not really personable. They don't really care about sick if you're sick or if you're, I know the stylist personally, their child may be sick or they may be sick. So just seeing that interaction, not appreciating all the hard work we did on the salon level kind of started taking its toll on me. Gotcha. Okay, cool. And then, um, and when did the agency start in the midst of all that? Did that start um, before or after the salon? It started after it started probably 2018. So that was probably about five years in. Okay. Because to be honest, when I opened my salon, well, my studio suite, at first, I just worked crazy. First of all, having the luxury to work six days a week and make all this money, I was just burning myself out. Like, ooh, 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 so excited. And then when I started finding balance, I actually found out I was more successful because I had time for education. Um, I gave my clients quality service instead of rushing to the next client. And that opened doors for me to get into pageants. And that's when the agency, I was like, whoa, this is too much. I'm only one person. And that's how it got birthed. Okay. All right. So you, you open up your uh, salon suite and it's a, is a suite. Yes. Yeah. So you open up your salon suite and, uh, and then you're like, you're just like grinding it out and you get, you, you start to feeling like you got burnt out and, mm-hmm. um, and then, and then you started getting asked to do pageants. Yes. Yeah. So and one then, of my clients, 
she was already my client, but she said she was doing a pageant. And I was very lax today. I'm, normally, my daughter would call me dry naturally. I'm not that animated. So she said, uh, I'm doing a pageant. I said, okay. You going to do my hair? I said, okay. I mean, I always do it anyway. Okay. Well, she won. And I didn't know nothing about pageantry. And when she won, it like opened the floodgates. Everybody wants the winner's hairstylist to do their hair. So it just grew from there. I didn't even apply to work for pageantry. It caught me totally off guard. Gotcha. Oh, that's, so that's cool. So you're like, you're like feeling like you're burning out and then you get this opportunity to do hair at, uh, at a pageant. And then all of a sudden you get this influx of, of business uh, from that, at what point in time did you kind of reduce that, that heavy workload and find balance? Uh, like where, where did that happen in the midst of opening a salon? So then like five years in, you started the agency. So did it all kind of happen all at the same time? Or did you find the balance in your schedule first? And then the, and then the pageant stuff happened. Yes. I thank you for breaking it down. I love that you asked the detailed questions. Because, you know, we see stuff so fast. So I had to find a balance. Personally, I had a young child and I was rushing to recitals. I was missing PTA meetings. I was not coming home for dinner. And I started to see how that affected her as a little girl. So I had to start slowing down personally. And, okay, our piece is what's important, finding my why and what's important. And then once I started slowing down, the pageant came in and I'm like, oh, this is different. So I got the opportunity to pick back up and I was like, hold up. You're about to go right back into this tailspin that you just balanced from. And that's how the agency got started. I love that. So, okay. So you're busy, you're grinding it out and you, you like a three to, I guess somewhere around four or five years at some point in there, you're like, you know what? Something's got to give here. I need to change what my, what my priorities are. You start adjusting you're scheduled to have more balance. And then right as you start taking care of yourself, you get this thing kind of falling into your lap. I mean, not really, because you had to work for it. You had to do the hair that won, but you did it. And then all of a sudden you get all this influx of business. So I guess it sounds like, it sounds like you were grinding it out six days a week, busting it, doing probably making, you know, good, decent money or good money. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, oh, I got to shut, cut down. And I'm assuming with that might've came some reduction in income. And then, yeah. but then you get this other opportunity that maybe hope makes up for it. And then some, the change in the income. So then you're like opening up a second business to maintain income at a higher level than you are, but still maintaining, maintaining balance. Does that sound? Yes, right? that's perfectly said. Yes. Okay. Well, I think that that's a great little lesson right there for anybody that's listening is you, you know, focusing on yourself and creating balance in your life. Uh, it, it'll pay off. It doesn't mean that you're going to have less time. To, you're going to be making less money. It just means that you're going to have more time to do other things like, for example, maybe running another business that, right. you know, maybe the amount of time you spend running that business uh, will, you know, dollars per hour could be, you know, a higher, you know, it, it depends, I guess, in the beginning. Um, 
of starting up. So like, how, how did that happen? Did you already have uh, all the stylists and the makeup artists and stuff already in your pocket or in like in your network and you put it together or did you have to go out and find more stylists and artists for your agency? So I did not have everyone. So I am a person that always believes in that we should live with our hands open, always live with your hands wide open. So that way you can receive and give freely. So I've always naturally been like, Hey, I can't do this client, Robert. Are you free? I'm going to send them to you. I've never held on to people. I believe we don't own people. So I've never like, Oh, if I can't do it, no one can do it. I've naturally been like that. So when I started getting busy or requests, I would just reach out to my friends. And then one of my clients said, why don't you charge them a commission or something? You're giving them clients. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. Then she said, well, when you give them like pageant or TV work or weddings, maybe you could make the money for setting it up and doing the contract and then give them the work as well. And I was like, hmm, okay, maybe. So I did more research and saw how that worked and it just grew from there. Nice. I love that. Cool. So when, when did you become an educator at Paul Mitchell School? So I officially started at Paul Mitchell um, May of this year. Okay. But I've been educating um, contract work with Brazilian Blowout, and I work with Lisa Flower a lot. So I've been working with them for about four years as well. All right. Well, we missed that in the introduction. Uh, oh, no worries. Sorry. <laughs> education. So tell us, uh, how did you, so you said Brazilian Blowout and who else? Leaf and Flower. And what is Leaf and Flower? I, I don't, um, it's, a new C- it's a new CBD charge line. It, so it's a vegan CBD charge line. What does that mean? CBD charge line. Um, so, you know, CBD is a big thing right now. Yeah. So it's still from the, um, the medicinal plant of the marijuana plant, but they take the therapeutic things out and they go ahead and use all those great benefits for the hair. So it helps instantly stop shedding, helps hair grow. It just balances out the hair. It's homeostasis. So it's a really good product. Oh, that's cool. And so, um, how did you get involved with Brazilian blowout and how long ago did that happen? Um, so that happened about four years ago. I actually had a rep come into my salon and tell me about it. And she had an educator with her. And I said, wow, this is cool. You just get to travel around and teach people. And she was like, yeah, and I get paid. I said, oh, okay. So I asked the rep, how would I apply? And I sent in a video. Maybe I know I sent in three videos and I didn't hear anything back. So I was like, oh, I guess it's not for me. And then the fourth video I heard something back and they educated me. They trained me. They sent me around the United States to educate. So it was super fun. Nice. And uh, you mm-hmm. still doing that now? Yes, I am. Yes. All right. So, so that came, that sounds like the timeline might've been right around the time of the agency. Did that? that yes. the agency? It's like all those doors just randomly open. Like, Whoa, I'm supposed to be spending time with my daughter. Now it's other opportunities here. <laughs> Yeah, when it rains and pours, right? Yes. Okay, so all right, what about the CBD charge line? Um, so that's a new line. It's only been around about almost three years. So it's a sister company to the Brazilian blowout line. So we got educated on that, and they told us the benefits, and we got to use it, and I actually liked it. So I was like, okay, well, how can I help teach other stylists about it? I'm all about like if you give, you always receive. I think. So whatever I learned, I want to share. 
okay, girl, I, nothing that I learn is just for me. It's for everybody. So I'm like, well, how can I teach people? How can I let Silas know that this works? And it just grew from there as well. Cool. Awesome. Okay. So uh, just to recap, you, uh, you, you start off in cosmetology in high school. You, you kind of finish that. You go get into a hair salon. You're there for about 10 years. Are you yeah. at the same salon for 10 years? Um, no, same company, but I rotated a different salon. Okay. And what company was that? So first I was with Alta for about three years and then I went with hair cutting. Okay. So mm -hmm. you start off, you work in salon, you make a switch. They're owned by the same company? Uh, I think they're different. They're owned they're by different. different okay. Yeah. Okay. So you, you built, you basically, you, you only had, you work in two salons in 10 years. So you're building a clientele and then you decide it's time to go out on your own, uh, for a number of reasons, but the straw that broke the camel's back was the fact that you worked extra hard one period and you didn't really see that big of a change. So you're like, let me do this for myself. You start working it, you work, it sounds like somewhere like maybe three years, three or four years, something like that before you're like, this is getting too much. You eventually figure out some sort of balance in your life. And at the same time, you get these opportunities to start up an agency for pageants, uh, as well as um, teaching for Brazilian blowout. So those things happen. So, and then there's a little bit of a gap here. So there's like a couple years you're doing that before you become an educator at Tyson's and before you or some point when you start working with this CBD line. So, um, did you ever find that refine that balance, uh, that, that kind of came in that, that you had right before the opportunities started coming in? Um, I feel like I found it, it. It seems like it was like a minute, but it probably was like a month. I found it a month where I was coming home on time going to dinners, making it on time to recitals or dance practices. And then it's like, oh, this is coming. I'm like, oh, okay. So I did find it. But I also found out, like, I'm a person who loves to work. I, I enjoy interacting. I enjoy working. I don't like sitting still too often. So I had to say, yes, I have to be a mom, but also I have to live out my passion in life too. So I'm grateful I have a great spouse who helps me with my daughter. We balance out probably more 60, 40 his side than my side. Cause I like to go, 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 but we have found that balance, but I still, honestly, some days are like, Whoa, RT, you need to slow down. Okay, yeah, successful so is a hard thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's a lot of work when you, I mean, you're doing yeah. a lot, you're, you're running your own suite, which is so much work. Uh, you run in the agency, which you're booking other people to do things you're teaching, which takes up, you know, a block of hours that you can only focus on your education. Uh, that's a, you know, these are all big time sucks and, uh, it's a lot of work, but, um, you know, maybe I'm wondering if the fact that your, your, your career being so dynamic, I wonder if I want, what am I trying to say? So, so you, you were experiencing burnout when you were just working in the suite. And I wonder yeah. if you're, if by having more of a dynamic career, like where you're moving around and you're doing stuff and you're not just doing hair in the suite, do you think that, you know, that, that has something to do with why you're like willing to put in the work 
when you weren't necessarily feeling like you wanted to put in the work when it was just the suite? I don't know if that, does that make any sense? No, it makes complete sense. Actually, I never thought about it like that, but I think you may be right because I get to see different places and things and personalities and it's not just one, you know, like you're going into the office doing this all day. Totally. That's probably exactly what it is. And that's the fun part about our business. You can go and travel and one time my office was in Vegas. One time my office was in Paris. One time my office was in Cabo. Like I'm still doing the same thing, but I'm doing them in these different beautiful settings. So yeah, I think that's exactly what it was. That's so cool. All right. Well, uh, I think this is great. This is an awesome story. Uh, I love, I love the fact that you kind of you know, bounce around, put your hands in different things. And uh, it led you to this place where you have built this career that is dynamic and it gives you, you know, the things that you want out of it. And um, I also like the acknowledgement of just how much time and work it is, there is. Um, also like, you know, being aware and conscious of how you spend your time, uh, what you, what you use it for, where your priorities are and uh, you know, kind of making some decisions about your life. Uh, it's like very, very mature and oh, uh, very, thank you. <laughs> very, very adult, <laughs> you know, it's like takes us, some of us a long time uh, before we can have that, you know, that all idea of balance and, um, you know, really kind of implementing it and also being able to accept things about your life. You know, um, some people, I feel like they want something that they're not necessarily putting in the work to get. Mm -hmm. Or they want something that they don't really understand how much work it takes to get there. And uh, it's a whole nother con concept to look at something and say, this is going to take this much time. And, uh, you know, constantly being, you know, managing your time so that you can do everything. Like you can't have this dynamic of a, a career and a family if you can't manage your time well. Um, so anyway, uh, I think this is great. I would love to hear if you have any like... Uh, before we wrap it up, if you have any pieces of advice for any sort of any rising stylists or any stylists who are thinking, you know, they're maybe they're in your the position you were in uh, after ten years, where you were like, I want to do something else, I want to go out on my own, but they're scared like you were. Um, or any other pieces of advice, we'd love to hear from you if you have any. Oh, sure. So one of my favorite quotes is by um, Bruce Lee. It says, "Be water, my friend," and I try to. When I get frustrated, I try to be like, okay, just go with the flow. Maybe it's a little rocky right now, but the waters will calm. Maybe it's a little calm, but the waves will speed up. Just always live like in a place of yes. So if just like this, honestly, just podcast, I was nervous. I'm not great at interviews and all this stuff. But yes, like what is it going to hurt me? Say yes and go with the flow. And you've made me comfortable and it seems so natural so first i thank you for that but i would just say say yes and get you a good mentor no none of us are too good to have a mentor i have a mentor in different areas i got a yoga mentor a business mentor a hair mentor a marriage mentor find someone that you admire and they'll gladly help you i so love be that. open and be ready to get educated we learn something every day so good that's awesome. Uh, okay. So uh, before we wrap it up, 
uh, I like to end with a laugh. And okay. do you have uh, a time when maybe uh, <laughs> you did something and it was embarrassing or you didn't think it was funny and then it was funny afterwards? You could laugh at it now in any sort of embarrassing moment or anything like that? So this question kind of like was hard for me to think of, to be honest, because I'm, I like, like I said, I'm a little dry. So I like to keep everything real conservative and I don't want to embarrass myself. But there was a time when I was working in a corporate salon, we did a lot of male haircuts and this nice guy came in. He had like three kids under three, it seems like maybe under three or four came in. Sweet guy, very um, nice. I was cutting his hair and I was asking him what he wants. And I was like, oh, your grandkids are just so, they're so well behaved. They're just so sweet. You have amazing grandkids. I'm just going on and on about these amazing grandkids you have. I'm thinking he was like closer to 70. So he was quiet. So I was like, okay, maybe you don't want to talk about it. All right. Then the little girl comes over and pulls his cape and says, daddy, daddy, we're ready to go. And I'm like, oh, I felt so bad. Like, okay, now I don't guess no one's age. I think everyone is 20 years younger. I'm not guessing. No, but how old you want to be? I'm not. Oh, I was so embarrassed. And he was very like nice and didn't say anything, but I thought about that for like months. I was so embarrassed. Like, oh no, oh my God, I hope I didn't give him a complex. Oh, that's so funny. Did he ever come back? <laughs> no, he never came back. No. <laughs> no. No, he didn't. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Thank you for so much for sharing that. Um, oh, no all right. Well, um, next, I'd love to have you on again, and I'd love to, you know, have some conversations. Get dive into something. Maybe uh, I don't know. Maybe something about the students, or you know, what your perspective is on you know some part part of the industry. Uh, but until that, until then, I just want to say thank you again for coming on the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. No problem. I appreciate Absolutely. it. All right. Well, you take care. All right. You too. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.